is chilling. Truth. And that's why I just tried my mother. And I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Next time you see me. I know, it's so fucking dumb. Anyway, I don't care. It is what it is. I mean, I'm okay, right. with, I'm, I'm okay with doing it from now on, but yeah, it sounded silly as shit. It's very quiet. It's right. very quiet. All right, so welcome to The Chilling Truth, everybody. I am Corey, and that is Johnny on the other end here. Hello. And today might be a pretty long episode. We're closing up our chapter on btk today so last week we left off with raider attempting to kidnap a woman uh from a mall parking lot uh he failed horribly did not go well for him because uh, i guess he thought people enjoy being kidnapped i don't know what goes on in this dude's head but today is going to be a less fun episode we're going to pick up with raider's murders starting with the murder of four people the oteros are you ready to get into this because it's pretty dark so Raider's wife, Paula, did not like driving in the ice and snow. So Raider became the designated driver for her anywhere she needed to go. Uh, Raider didn't mind this because he loved driving. As, w- as we'll see in the future, this is how he trolls for, for his victims. On a particular drive with Paula, Raider noticed a brown-skinned woman and her kids. Uh, when he saw her, he knew he had to have her. And last, my love has come along. That song was on the radio, actually, right when he saw her. It popped on, and that's why he was like, this is the one. I even typed it out. See, I put all the A's no, and I see all that. the O's. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Yeah, I like You that. like it? Yeah. Thank you. I didn't want to forget that I wanted to sing that part. Yeah, yeah. No, well, you, you didn't. It's right there. I'm glad you didn't. Me too, because it was pretty good. So this was in January of 1974. Uh, the woman he noticed was Julie Otero, and once he laid eyes on her, he decided to start stalking her. She would become his first murder project. Uh, oh. So the next morning, after dropping Paula off at work, he went to their neighborhood and parked down the street. He began noticing their, their comings and goings. After following them for a while, he went to a public library and used a reverse directory to find their phone number. He called several times to see who, who would answer. Uh, he wanted to find out if any males lived in the home, basically. So, Yeah, because again, he's a fucking pussy. He didn't want to have to deal with it if there were men in the house because it would make it more difficult for him. He wanted it to be the easiest way possible. Well, he claimed he wasn't afraid he couldn't overpower a man. He just didn't want the hassle. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, bro. I'd fight you, but I'm a lover, not a fighter. Okay, that's the same concept as what Raider's saying. I just wouldn't fight anyone because I'm almost 30 and I don't want to go to jail for assault or get shot, you know, because I have a family. Yeah, well, Raider not that people a... without families want to get shot any more than I do. Well, and you know, it's you can't even get a retail job with a with an assault charge on your record, man. It's just it's well, serious. I mean, so. Uh, Raider, he got up early on that fateful morning and drove to the mall parking lot. He parked his car and started walking. Raider got to the house, jumped the fence, and crouched down in the snow. 
He noticed dog prints and almost aborted the fucking mission, but he couldn't at this point. Uh, Raider's plan was to wait for the mother to leave with the kids, then break in and wait for her to return. Yeah, the thought of someone being in my home when I come back from somewhere has haunted me since the day I learned about BTK. It is just the most terrifying thought to me. I, you know, I live in a fairly safe neighborhood. I've never had any issues, but I still, you know, I give a look around when I get home every day. So, I don't know. I grew up in a cop house, though, so everybody's a suspect and evil lurks everywhere. You know, worst and case you scenario. beat up minorities? Is that what you're... Is that no, what they teach you in a cop Well, house? it's just as far as uh, being exposed to... Uh, the ugly in the world, uh, whether it's true or not, but you get, you know, it's at the dinner table, you spend time talking about like true crime and, you know, shit like that. Yeah. And your dad just yells at you cause he's frustrated about stuff. Right, right. Right. He used to get mad that I'd eat too fast, but that was about a <laughs> dinner table. <laughs> so, yeah. I think dads in our generation just got mad about anything you did. Why are you eating so yeah. fast? Which Why don't is, you eat a little faster? It's going to get cold. Which is silly because he's ex-army and then I went into the Navy where I needed to fucking eat fat. So, I've been training for years. So, I always thought that was pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> so, isn't it? No, yeah, no. It's just, <laughs> it's just I, funny. So his second plan was to wait in the garage, uh, and when she brought the kids in there to get into the car, he'd overpower them and force them back into the house. Uh, but his plans didn't go accordingly, of course. But Raider was afraid a neighbor might see him crouched in the snow behind or uh, outside of the house. Uh, so he decided to try and get in through the back door. So he waited by it to see if someone would open it. He snipped the phone lines, pulled a blank nylon ski mask over his face, and grabbed his knife and his pistol. Uh, at 8.40, someone opened the back door, and the plan was underway. Raider grabbed the small boy and forced him back into the house. Uh, and right here is where he completely shits himself, because he saw a scene inside the home he wasn't expecting. He saw the kids were making their lunches for school, and then he saw what he was truly afraid of, and that was the father, Mr. Otero. So Raider told him he had just escaped from prison. He needed a car, money, and food. And he uses this him. excuse over and over and over again because he doesn't want to say, I'm here to kill you. Of course not. Uh, because obviously they would freak out, you know. Um, but if he just if they thought he just wanted money and a car and all the bullshit, then he could keep them calm until he was ready for, you know, his is all choky choke. All right. Well, Raider ordered the family into the back bedroom and to lay on their stomachs. Uh, Dennis was sort of freaking out because he didn't want to lose control of the entire situation. Raider ordered Mr. Otero off the bed and wrapped tape around his wrist over and over until he was sure he couldn't break loose from it. Then he moved over to Mrs. Otero. Uh, Raider began tying her up and was asking uh, all of their names uh, the mother was Julie Otero, the father was Joseph Otero, and the children were Joey and Josephine. Uh, kind of a little pattern they got going on there with the names. But Julie and Josephine were really the intended targets. Raider hadn't planned on killing Joey or Joseph, but to him at this point, they're just collateral damage. Like, they gotta go. You well, know? from here, uh, Raider moved onto the children, tying their hands with cotton cord used on uh, Venetian blinds. So, oh, very good. Very yeah, good. but that's still, I mean, if it's tied 
you know, if it's wrapped tight enough, it can still cut through the skin. I mean, that stuff is it's like fishing line almost. I would think. Yeah, it's pretty thin. So Raider stood there and looked uh, looked at what he had done, satisfied, of course. Julie began complaining. He put his hands on his hips and was like, hmm, pretty oh, yeah. good work there, Raider. <laughs> Gives himself a little nudge on the shoulder. Julie yeah. <laughs> then began complaining that her hands were going numb, and Raider claims he apologized and felt embarrassed that he had used such force <laughs> on her. Gosh. Yeah. And Joseph Otero had gotten into an accident recently, so he was complaining of his ribs hurting, and Raider put a coat under him. It reminds me of Ed Kemper when he touched one of his victim's breasts, and he was like, oh, I just, you know, I was I was so embarrassed. Like, you're such a fucking weird guy. You, you still like, have the, the ability to make yourself the victim in the situation. <laughs> yeah, like, why is now, why is this the moment you decide to feel something, not when you're fucking strangling someone to death? Right. It's just such a weird time to feel something. Oh, well, you know the the whole their whole demeanor is weird. So why why would it why would this be the yeah? Only I'm glad that's I don't get up? it. I'm glad I don't understand it. Yeah. So Raider had to make his move. He walked over to Joseph and put a plastic bag over his head and wrapped a pre-tied piece of cord around the base of it to secure it to his neck. Now everyone began to scream, of course. Yeah, of course, because they're like, he's here to fucking kill us now. Yeah, Joey was screaming through his gag, uh, and Joseph kept asking Raider, what are you doing? Uh, Raider started to get overwhelmed. Uh, he then did the same thing to oh Joey, the oh, son. Overwhelmed? Like, just have some fucking gall. Like, I hate this dude. Don't get me wrong. I hate Dennis Raider, but it's like... What did you think was going to happen? That they were just going to be like, okay, cool, just murder my whole family? I don't care? Like, why are you overwhelmed? You should have been mentally prepared for this. It just, I don't fucking under, understand him. I think, I, uh, I think maybe focusing so much on what you want, you're not taking into account how others feel or what they're going to do or how they're going well, he to can't, react. Well, he can't empathize either way, but it's like right. tunnel vision. Like, he was like, I just want to tie him up. I just want to fucking splooge. That's all I want to do. And then he didn't think that they were going to, like, have a problem with it. Well, uh, that being said, Raider claimed nothing in his detective magazines prepared him for this type of intensity. So of course it didn't. Why would it? Why would they put that in there? Yeah. <laughs> He thought of these magazines as a uh, vocational primer for the shit that he was about oh to do. Oh my god. This uh, is why work, I hate him. If you will. This is why I fucking hate him. He thought of this as work. Like, where's the 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 burning desire we saw like with Dahmer who was just, you know, torn apart by the fact that he had to kill to feel some to be able to love people. Don, Raider just killed because he wanted to bind someone up. He could have just asked his wife and then just pretended you he could have kept mean? this in the bedroom and then, you know, followed on Absolutely. the Absolutely. Sure. Dahmer yeah. couldn't. He needed a dead body. Like, he had to have that. Raider didn't need a dead body. He just wanted to choke somebody. Right. Just, this is why I hate him. I mean, and he's Well, and this is why, and this is one reason they're so different from one another, you know. I mean, the brain. It's not like one evildoer does the same as all other evildoers. They're all fucked up in right. their own little way, so... But Raider's, like, fucked up just because he, like, wants to be almost. Right, but it's just, like, good people. People that do good things and good deeds for those around them. There's different degrees of how good you are to other people around you. You know? Well, I'd much rather hang out with someone who donates to fucking charity well, than yes, someone who I'm has just to saying, strangle as far someone as, to come. 
Right, but as far as the spectrum goes, you know, it's people vary. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but I don't think there was an ounce of good in Raider. I think he was just a fucking dumpy, rat-faced piece of shit through and through. Well, and so back to this shitty situation, Joseph... Yeah, sorry, I went on a (laughs) little rant there about my hatred for him. Well, in in the midst of all this commotion going on in the house, Joseph was thrashing his head back and forth. Joey was on the floor thrashing around, terrified. Uh, Julie and Josephine were screaming so loud, uh, it was all Raider could hear, basically. He thought to himself, why is this so difficult? What do you mean, why is it so... You're not making a bowl of cereal. It's not. That's not hard. You expect that to not be hard, but fucking... A killing a whole family of four people? Yeah, it might be a little difficult. Who knows? It maybe he never had to make his own bowl of cereal, so stress and maybe difficulty. He's a fucking challenge raging dickhead. <laughs> yeah, well. Raider <laughs> he finally reached down and yanked the bag off Joey's head, and after Julie and Josephine had begged him to do that. Oh, what uh, a nice guy. What a what a nice man to, to not murder a father and husband. As a homie hookup. So <laughs> yeah. the boy was still, his eyes were closed. Joseph had rubbed a hole in his bag and had vomited smear across his fucking face. Raider, I can see how Raider would be like, oh my fucking God, this is going to shit at yeah, this he point. Did not plan like I can he, see that. Yeah. So Raider reached into his pocket and pulled out a thin piece of cord and wrapped it around Julie's neck, pulled it tight until she passed out. He thought she was dead. He took the same rope and did the same thing to Joseph and again took it off Joseph and wrapped it around Josephine's neck. Uh, she apparently called out to her mama uh, as she was passing out when Josephine... Yeah, now that you're reading that out loud, I don't think I needed to include that really horrible, sad detail, but yeah, it's yeah. already out in the airwaves now. I mean, you could see the desperation in, in a, kid, a kid's voice as they're yelling out to their, their parents as they're being strangled. So... Yeah, I don't think we need to expand on the sadness. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. got it. (laughs) Well, when Josephine fell to the floor, he noticed that Julie was still moving. Yeah, because he thought he had killed her. He didn't realize people lose consciousness before they die by strangulation because he's a fucking moron. Like, how have you not... I just... I'm trying not to let my hatred for him boil over. Am I doing a good job at hiding You're doing a terrible job. No? Being a bad job? Yeah, so I thought I was well, being so let, let, let me give you a little bit more. So he he wrapped okay, the great. cord around Julie's neck to tight uh to tighten the blood vessels in her in her uh, well, so tight that her blood vessels in her eyes burst and then she fucking died. Yikes. Uh, so you know, I mean, how tight do you have to like how much force do you have to put on someone's neck for their eyes to basically explode? Yeah, so Joey then began twitching, and then Raider went and got two more plastic bags. He went back in and wrapped a t-shirt, then a bag, over Joey's head, I guess, to clean up the mess that may be created. Well, uh, I think it was so he couldn't rub a hole in the bag again, or he couldn't bite Oh, I thought it was bag. so he didn't have to deal with the vomit, but, you know, yeah, either ooh, way. it's so icky, you vomit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're about to come on a fucking little girl, dude. Well, he carried Joey to another room. So he could watch the boys suffocate without being disturbed by the others. Yeah, that's real fucked. That he yeah. just wanted to sit there and watch him die. Well, it's so chaotic. He was just looking for some peace and quiet, I'm sure. But yes, yes. Yeah, just all up. these screaming people being murdered. Just, ugh, it's just. Yeah, the murder house relax. is not a silent place. I get it. Um, after Joey died, he went back in to do the same 
t-shirt bag trick to Joseph, and he I killed him that way. I hate that I called it a trick, but I didn't know what else to label it as. I really I mean, hated it's, it. You know, it's that. a trickaroo. You know, it's a it's a it's a maneuver. A trickaroo. Dippity doo da. Yeah, maybe not trickaroo. Yeah, maybe that's a little bit too too fun of a word to describe putting a t-shirt in a bag over someone's bed. I don't know that many words, so, you know, sometimes I pick one that I think has multiple multiple meanings. And that's why I I type the script. Right. So (laughs) then, so he grabbed Josephine and took her to the basement. He had fixed a noose onto a water pipe. Uh, He laid her on the bottom step and pulled her pants and under her, uh, her underwear down. Uh, tied her ankles together. He lifted up her sweater, cut off her bra, exposing one of her breasts. Uh, this excited Raider because he assumed he'd been the only man to see her breasts besides her father, I guess, because of her age. Then, goddamn piece he, of shit, dude. Yeah, it, well, he had slipped her head into the noose and told her not to worry, called her baby, and then told her that she would be in heaven with the rest of her family uh, that night, uh, which is fucking crazy. I can't imagine... Kind of a spoiler uh, alert for her, there. Yeah. So then he yanked the rope as hard as he could, lifting her feet off the floor. After she died, Raider lifted her sweater once again, looked at her breasts with one uh, one hand, and then with the other, he rubbed one out. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone was listening with headphones uh, that came unplugged at any point in time, I'm sorry for your embarrassment. But at this point, Raider has completed his first murder uh and he has no plans of stopping for a very long time no this train uh ain't got no brakes for a while so by no, march it's just gonna go uh raider had found another potential victim he wouldn't move on to kathy bright until april 4th though after his morning class at wsu <clears throat> raider drove to the house knocked on the door uh to make sure that no one was home uh, then he went and cut the phone lines, and then he broke in. So we know that his MO is usually just cutting lines and, you know. Yeah, so because sure no this was the disturbed. age before cell phones, so. Yeah. So Raider sat on a chair and waited for Kathy to uh, return. Uh, when her front door opened, Raider was hiding nearby, but to the, uh, his disappointment, it was not Kathy. It was her 19-year-old brother, Kevin Bright. Raider showed his pistol, and soon after, Kathy walked in. He changed his story a bit this time. This time, he he was a wanted felon from California, and he needed to get to New York. So, Ooh, character development. He's giving a better backstory. I like to see it. So he, he then tied them up in separate bedrooms and tried to figure out what to do with this wrench thrown into his plan. Uh, and it's, her, it's, it's strange brother. because... Ted Bundy said that killing is like changing a tire. The first time you do it, you have everything in order from the beginning to the end. But the last time you do it, you forget where you put the wrench. But Raiders seem to be getting thrown a curveball the last two times he tried to kill someone. So maybe he's just not good at it. The next 15 minutes were pure chaos, of course. Raider was running back and forth to each room trying to gain control over the situation that was quickly getting out of control. Uh, which is also his M.O. Uh, Raider yeah, would start like with that's Kevin. Like what he likes so far. Yeah, so uh, he st- uh, he would start with Kevin by tying him up and trying to strangle him with a pa- uh, with a pair of pantyhose. Uh, Kevin broke free and grabbed Raider's three fifty seven and aimed it at his, at his stomach and pulled the trigger twice. Unfortunately for Kevin and Kathy, 
The fucking gun jammed. Imagine if it didn't, though. And just like, boom, boom. Fucking shot him straight in his gut. He almost saved, like, lives. He almost saved, like, like, six other people. Dude, Raider, he wrestled the gun back from him, pulled out the twenty-two, and shot Kevin in the fucking forehead. God damn. Uh, yeah, and dude. anybody that thinks that a twenty-two is just a little pea shooter. Um, nah, it'll fuck you up. It'll put a hole in your fucking forehead. It will. So, Raider then went back to Kathy, but as he was trying to kill Kathy, Kevin busted through the door and managed to get the three fifty-seven from Raider. Did that? He, yeah, he got the... He, yeah, so... He... Broke into the fucking room again after being shot. After being shot in the fuck, but I also imagine him coming like, this. and then he shot him again. <laughs> like he's all loopy, you know. Or he, he tried to shot. shoot him again, but here's the thing: he tried to shoot him again, and then it fucking jammed again. The worst three fifty seven ever. Does it shoot at all? Like I don't, he should have grabbed the twenty two. So Raider. Okay, the then dude was shot, shot in Kevin. the face. Let's give him some credit. Give him a little leeway here. Uh, well, Raider then shot him in the face, took some gall that he didn't have before, hitting his right. Uh, hitting his right cheek below his nose. Basically, it was like right below his nose. Yeah, it took out like some teeth and uh, like fucked up his lip real it bad. It just fucked up the whole top row of his teeth, you know. But Kevin fell to the ground but didn't pass out. He managed to get up and run out the front door for help. What a fucking trooper. This dude, dude. has two twenty-two holes in his face. Yeah, and he lives. I mean, it's still a bullet to the face. Twenty two is a small round, but it's still a bullet. Yeah, you know. And uh, he would go on to say his motivation for survival was just to help his his sister, which is really sweet and courageous. Uh, and I think if there's a hero besides the detectives who caught Raider, uh, it's definitely the whole Kevin. Thing is insane how it lays out. But when with Kevin out of the picture, Kathy didn't stand a chance at this point. Uh, she fought back as best as she could, of course, but Raider took out a knife and stabbed her seven times in her back and four times in her stomach. Uh, when police arrived, Kathy had crawled into the living room and was laying in a pool of her own blood clutching the phone. She was rushed to the hospital where she died five hours later. Yeah, dude. It oh. sucks that she died, uh, but even though Kevin did everything he could you know, to try to save her, and it, it it fucked Kevin up for life. He was just like a ruined human being after that. Of course. So in October of 1974, a man arrested for trying to have sex with a duck. <laughs> I'm going to get to yeah. why we're including this yeah. in a second. He then confesses to being BTK, implicating three other men in his confession. Uh, we tell this part because this is what led to Raiders' contact with the fucking police. Don Granger... Uh, who was in charge of community affairs for the Eagle, a local paper in Wichita, received a call from a man who said the Otero's killer had placed a letter in a mechanical engineering textbook at the Wichita Public Library. Then he fucking hung up. When the letter was found, because uh, it was found, like he actually called the police, and the police yeah, went yeah. to this fucking library and they pulled it out. But when the letter was found, uh, you, you want to read it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to read this with all grammar and spelling mistakes in there. <clears throat> Otero case. I wrote this letter to you for the sake of the taxpayer as well as your time. Those three dudes you have in custody are just talking to get publicity for the Otero murders. They know nothing at all. I did it by myself and no one's help. There has been no talk either. Let's put it straight. Joe, position, southwest bedroom, feet tied to bed, head pointed in south, 
Southerly direction, bondage, window blind cord, garrote, blind cord, brown belt, death, the old bag trick, and strangulation with clothesline rope. Clothed, white sweatshirt, green pants, comments, he threw up at one time, had rib injury from wreck few weeks before, laying on coat. Julie, position, laying on her back crosswise on the bed, pointed in southwestern direction, face cover with pillow, bondage, blind cord, garrote, clothesline cord tie, and clove hitch, death, strangulation twice. Clothes, blue house coat, black slack, white sock. Comments, blood on face from too much pressure on the neck, bed unmade. Josephine, position, hanging by the neck in the northwest part of the basement, dryer or freezer north of her body. Bondage, hand tie with bind cord, feet and lower knees, upper knee and waist with clothesline cord, all all one length. Garrot, rough hemp rope, one-fourth diameter, Noose with four or five turns, new. Clothes, dark bra cut in the middle, sock. Death, strangulation once hung. Comments, rest of her clothes, tea, the bottom of the stairs, green pants and panties, her glasses in the southwest bedroom. Joseph, position in the east bedroom, laying on his back, pointed in eastern direction. Bondage, blind cord, garrote, three hoods, white t-shirt, white plastic bag, another t-shirt, Clothesline cord with clove hitch. Death, suffocation once. Strangulation, suffocation with the old bag trick. Clothes, brown pants, yellow brown, striped t-shirt. Comments, his radio is missing. All victims had their hand a tie behind their backs. Gags of pillowcase material slip knots on Joe and Josephine neck to hold bag down or was at one time. Purse contents south of the table, spilled drinks in that area. Also, kids making lunches, door shade and red chair in the living room. Otero's watch missing. I needed one, so I took it. Runs good. Thermostat turned down. Car was dirty inside. Out of gas. I'm sorry this happened to society. They are the ones who suffer the most. It's hard for me to control myself. You will, pro- you probably call me psychotic with sexual perversion hang up. When the monster enter my brain, I will never know. How does one cure himself? If you ask for help, that you have killed four people, they will laugh or hit the panic button and call the cops. I can't stop, so the monster goes on and hurt me as well as society. Society can be thankful that there are ways for people like me to relieve myself at time by daydreams of some victims being tortured and being mine. It is a big compliment. It is a big complicated game, my friend of the monster play, putting victims number down. Follow them, checking up on them, waiting in the dark, waiting, waiting. The pressure is great, and sometimes he run the game to his liking. Maybe you can stop him. I can't. He has already chosen his neck victims or victims. I don't know they are yet. The next day after I read the paper, I will know. But it's too late. Good luck hunting. Yours truly guilty. P.S. Since sex criminals do not change their M.O. or by nature cannot do so, I will not change mine. The code words for me will be bind them, torture them, kill them, BTK. You see, he added again, they will be on the next victim. God damn, he's fucking bad at spelling and grammar and just, just annoying. I feel annoying. It's crazy because he had, like, he had government jobs and shit. Like, you don't know how to spell, dude? Yeah, he's a fucking moron, dude. Well, so... The WPD decide they decide not to run this letter in the media. They figured if they didn't give BTK the attention that he clearly fucking desired, he wouldn't kill again. But they did run an ad in the paper that said BTK help is available. 
call 684-6321 before 10 p.m. I like how they give him a fucking deadline right <laughs> Before there. 10 p.m.? Don't as call if he's after like, hours, man. Yeah, as Don't if he's getting ready hours. to call and he's like, God. It's 9.58. Ah, fuck, I can't. I'll just call tomorrow. Why do they not have the phone, man, 24-7? I don't understand that. He just changed his mind. It's the last minute. But, I you guess. Know, he had plenty of time to want to call, and then by, you know, the next morning when office hours are open, he was like, eh, nah. Yeah, they fucked Here's up big mind. time. Yeah, you're giving this dude windows to fucking flip-flop. Mm-hmm. So, in July of 1973, uh, Raider got a job with ADT, which was a dream job for him because he was able to get into people's homes and install security equipment. Uh, there was one house he confessed to putting the window alarm installed in a way where he could easily enter back in if he decided he wanted to kill that woman. Uh, but he never went back to that. If I remember right, discussion. that was a woman he was stalking right before he got caught. And he did plan on killing her if he hadn't gotten picked up. But, you know, hopefully no one ever told her that. Because that would be haunting. Yeah. So his next successful murder would come just after noon on March 17th of 1977. Raider was in a neighborhood and he saw a six-year-old boy named Steve Vian. Vian? 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 Vian. I think or Vian, sorry. Yeah, so he's walking down the street with groceries in his hands. He went up to the boy and showed him a photo, told him he was a detective learning for the, uh, looking for these two particular people. Uh, he asked Steve if he had seen them. Steve said no, went on his merry way. Yeah, the two people in the photo, Paula and Brian Raider. Dennis's fucking family. Disgusting. The, so Raider then followed Steve to his home. Then he knocked on the door. Uh, he asked if Steve had seen the people in the photo. He said no again. And then Raider asked if his mother was home. Steve replied yes. Raider forced his way into the home. Inside the home... Uh, was Stephanie, Steve, Bud, and Shirley Vian. 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 I think it's uh, Vian. It doesn't. It just say either yeah. one. So, well, when Shirley saw Raider, he told her uh, he'd have to tie the kids up. She refused, of course, and so he decided to lock them in the bathroom. He made Shirley get some toys and a blanket, and he locked the children in there. He even tied a piece of cord from the door hand, uh, hand, uh, hand to a uh, from the door handle what does that say it's supposed to be the door handle to a pipe outside the door so he even tied a piece of cord to the outside of the handle uh uh so that they couldn't uh, escape basically he fucking like m- made a trap to where like it pulled on the fucking handle yes so then he moved exactly. on to his intended target who was shirley yeah and shirley was sick that morning that was why she was home in the first place but after Raider locked the kids away, he told her he wanted to take some photos and have sex with her. She claimed to, she was too sick and she had been throwing up. Uh, this, along with the messiness of the home, upset Raider, which is like, dude, go fuck yourself. You know, like, you're a literal murderer. Maybe you should look at yourself before you fucking throw stones worrying about someone has a dirty house. I mean, it's valid. It's valid. Uh, then Raider tied Shirley's ankles with Venetian blind cord wrapped electrical tape around her wrist behind her back, and then put a plastic bag over her head with a rope tied around her neck. Uh, the kids were banging on the door and screaming the whole time. Yeah, Bud actually smashed a bathroom window and ended up slicing his hand open pretty badly. Well, this upset Raider because he wants everything to go perfectly, and clearly it was not. So feeling he had no time because he broke in, 
Uh, he had no time when he broke in. Uh, broken in. Uh, Bud told him someone was coming back to check on them, and the phone kept ringing. So Raider thought it was whoever was coming by. So he was starting to work quickly. He sealed the bag over Shirley's head and wrapped it tighter with her uh, her pink nightgown that she she had had on, I think. And he applied so much pressure that Shirley's face turned a blackish blue uh, color, and her features were distorted. Um, Raider then threw uh, a few items in his briefcase, ran out the door. He got back uh, in his ADT van and went back to work. Yeah, the strange thing about Shirley Vian's death was that it had all the markings of BTK, the ties, the nightgown being used to strangle her, even the same Venetian blind cord that was found at the Otero home, but investigators didn't connect it to BTK. Uh, and with nothing coming out of the papers about this kill being credited to BTK, Raider, of course, got fucking butthurt because he wanted a credit for his quote-unquote work. Of course. Yeah, this dude loved, he loved the publicity. Uh, but he would try again December 8th, 1977, uh, less than nine months after Vian's killing, Raider would kill Nancy Fox. After her shift was over at Hillsburg Diamonds, uh, she had headed home. When she got home, she sat down at her kitchen table and lit a cigarette. Uh, then she heard movement in her room. Next thing she knew, Raider was rushing towards her. Uh, Nancy stood up to Raider, telling him to get out of her house and that she'd call the police. Raider told her he'd cut the phone lines. Uh, when Which is she, kind of showing your hand a bit, you know? Yeah. When she said, well, what do you want then? Uh, Raider then said he wanted to have sex with her and take some photos. Nancy went into the bedroom. What's cool... What's cool about Nancy Fox is she was just like, oh, fuck it. Fine, you pot belly piece of shit. Let's just get it over with. Yeah, That's how she was. Yeah, she probably had him. a history of violence and abuse. I mean, it, Yeah, it, she was so just welcoming. like, let's Hit fucking but, get this over with, dude. Yeah, Not so, welcoming. She was just like, whatever gets you out of my fucking house, basically. Yeah, most people would be frightened, too, too scared to talk, but... So she instead goes into her bedroom, comes out partially clothed. Uh, Raider took his clothes off and ordered her onto the bed. After he slipped the handcuffs onto her, he whispered in her ear that he was BTK and she was his next victim. He strangled her, pulled out a belt, put it around her neck. Uh, she still fought, though, actually reaching under once and cr uh, clawing Raider's testicles. Uh, yikes yeah but then this didn't deter him he kept pulling the belt tighter uh, then once he was uh, once she was dead he took off the belt handcuffs and replaced them with pantyhose and then he rubbed one out yeah of course he did uh, I wonder if he removed the belt and handcuffs to make it look like a BTK did it or because of the visual of her with the pantyhose around her throat and wrists uh, is what he needed to splooge, and the belt and handcuffs just wouldn't have worked. And it's like, fuck, I'm glad I'm just like normal shit. Like, this is so much to just fucking be yeah, able to blow your load. He, I mean, he was taking photos. I mean, he was trying, I mean, he was, I, I'm assuming he was looking at it from like an artsy, fartsy perspective and just try, like, yeah, the pantyhose. Yeah, weirdo. Uh, the symbolism behind pantyhose is way more uh, delicate and curious than handcuffs and rope, I would assume. Sure, yeah, I guess. Well, this was actually also the first time Raider called the police on himself. Uh, he called and told them, you have a homicide at 843 South Pershing. 
Nancy Fox. No, no, no. Homicide. He said it all fucking stupid. Yeah. He said homicide. Yeah, and then he left the receiver ha- receiver hanging off the fucking hook because he's such a goddamn <laughs> yeah. drama queen. Yeah. Well, on, on January 31st, Raiders sent a poem to the local paper, The Eagle, that we mentioned. Ugh. Yeah, it was a parody of the children's nursing, uh, children's nursing rhyme, Curly Locks, but Raider called his Shirley Locks. Oh my fucking, I yeah. hate this fucking guy. Yes, and the first, oh. the first line was, Shirley Locks, Shirley Locks, wilt thou be mine? But the poem was never published. I hate him so much. I fucking hate this guy. It's like, just kill him. Just, if you gotta do it, yeah. if it's gonna happen, just do it. And shut the fuck up about it. You know? Just well, do it, and you don't need to write poems about it. It's just like, just do it. If you're gonna do it, just do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was on the with a lot of stuff, and he didn't have control from the beginning with anything that he'd ever done. So. Yeah, of course not, because he's a fucking dickhead. But anyway... That's what four, five, that's six murders. That's over half of his murders. We're gonna stop here today uh, because it is getting a little late and I gotta work tomorrow morning pretty early. So we wanted to get this done today. It was really the only day we had to do it again. We've been trying to get to it uh, and it's been a little difficult, but we do. Ooh, we have a juicy surprise coming Friday. And I'm going to tell you about it after we stop recording because I haven't even told you about the juicy surprise yet. Oh, can't wait. But that's... What? I can't wait. I'm yeah, excited. it's exciting. It's really exciting. Uh, so that's going to be happening on Friday. It's going to be really cool. Uh, but you can follow us on all the bullshit. I am at How the Dads Chill. Johnny is at Johnny Two Jokes. And you can follow the show at The Chilling Truth Podcast. Be sure to go on iTunes, rate and review the show. We did get a new Patreon, and her name is Anna Jensen, and she has a pivotal role in our Juicy Surprise on Friday. So shout out to Anna. It's great to have you as a uh, hella chill patron. That's the yeah, tier that she subscribed to. $5 a month. Pretty great. Yeah. I'm so thank you for supporting the show. We appreciate it. Can't wait to hear from her. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's exciting. Okay, so we will catch you guys next week with the conclusion of BTK. So we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Later. Later.